Okay, freaks, this is the guide to your psychopath. This podcast is not about me telling you how you're fucked up. I'm here to learn about your past and how it affects your decision making. I've been studying people for a long time now, but I've never asked them about how their mind goes through the process. I want to read your guide. I want to know how you think and feel. This will not be edited to take snippets out of context, but I believe everyone will benefit from hearing all of the conversation. Learning your guide will make it better for me to understand you. Welcome to the Guide to Your Psychopath. (laughs) This week, I'm with this beautiful young lady over here who appears to be 30 years old. Right? Uh, Yes. How old are you? Real age? Yeah, you're real age. <laughs> 74. You're 74 years old. Yes. All right. Do you remember where your dad was born? Yes, my dad was born in Terrahona, <coughs> Indiana. Indiana? Yes. Terre Haute, Indiana. Uh huh. And your mom, where was she born? My mom was born in. Chihuahua, Mexico. In Chihuahua, Mexico. And where were you born? I was born in Clean, Texas. Clean, Texas. What is your earliest memory? What can you remember? But my earliest memories was when we moved. I don't remember living in Clean. But I, I remember living in Slena, Texas, and I remember living across the street from this store that I think that what impressed me the most that was the store had a big, a big face of a cow, <laughs> and the cow would move the face of back and forth. It was a mechanical cow and it was just moving back and forth. Yes, because I was a little girl, it it impressed me a lot. I, Did it freak you out? No, it impressed oh, me that, okay. that 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 a cow would be on the wall and would be just head moving it back and forth. And I must have been maybe maybe three years old. Three? That's a long time ago. Did you have a a good childhood there? Did you run around, play like a little kid, run around everywhere with other kids? No, we we were not allowed to play with other kids. No. Mm-hmm. Why? But because we were. I was too little, and I had a brother and a sister that were older than me. Mm-hmm. And my mom would have to go to work and. And we had to stay in the house, and my, my siblings would take care of me. Oh, uh, okay. And then later on, once you started growing up, did you, were you able to go to other, other people's houses, or did you like playing with other kids? Yes, yes, we were allowed to, we were not allowed to go other people's we go. We were allowed to go out and play, when I must have been maybe seven or eight, and my my sister 
and I, and by this time I already had a little brother five years younger than I was, and the, the, the tradition there was in the evening after dinner, all the parents would sit outside and watch the kids play on the street. Mm -hmm. And we were allowed to play on the street. With the rest of the kids. Mm -hmm. And what were the what was the neighborhood like? It was a quiet it was a poor neighborhood, but it was a quiet neighborhood. Yeah. All from family, same same as us, our family. Working, hardworking people. Blue collar. Blue collar. Yeah. And you guys ran around at night after dinner, playing around with everybody. Yes. Did you guys have any animals? My sister had a cat. Okay. But that's all we had. We just had a cat. Um, I think that later on in years, then we got a dog. But you didn't like the dog? I liked the dog. Oh, okay. You got along with the the animals okay? Mm-hmm. I got along with the, with all the animals. Mm-hmm. Now, did you go to, when you went into uh, middle school? When, when we were younger, I went to my middle school was we live in a segregated neighborhood. Segregated. Segregated how? Like just the Mexicans? There were just Mexicans and black. Okay, so the Mexicans and the blacks lived together, but the whites lived in a different area. No, the Mexicans and the blacks, was, we were segregated by a street. Mm -hmm. All the Mexicans live on the north part, north side of the street, on the proje projects, in the projects. Okay. And all the blacks live, but we went to the same school. Mm -hmm. We, we would go to the same school and then... Was there any Asians? No. No? It was just Mexicans and blacks. That's it. And you guys all went to the same school and the white kids went to a different school. Yes, there were no white kids on our, on our school. Not even poor people? No. Did you know any poor white people? No. No? Because yeah. mm. I, I lived in the border with with uh, Mexico and in Texas in El Paso, Texas, that's where we grew up. Mm -hmm. So they were they were they treated you guys like what? They treated us like As I was growing up, they still had this 
blacks will will drink from one faucet. Yes, to uh, um, to drink water. Yeah, water fountain. And whites, they would say whites and blacks, and. I would get confused as a little girl because I was not white and I was not black. Yeah. So I would say, I would ask my mom, where, where do we drink water? The same thing with the bathrooms. You know, blacks were not allowed to go into the whites' um, bathrooms. And I would, again, I would say, ask my mom, mom, where 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 do I go? But there were department stores, like the fancy department stores in El Paso, mm -hmm. that Mexicans were not allowed to go in, or blacks were not allowed to go into those stores. At all. At all. It would say in the door, no Mexicans allowed. No blacks, no Mexicans. Mm -hmm. Wow. And people, when you walked around town, did the people... Did they look down at you? Did they treat you like shit? Did they run after you? Um, not if I would, if we would stay on, on, on the stores that we belong, mm. in the part of town that we belong. If we didn't belong there, that would, um, that would look at us funny. It's, it's, when we, um, when my brother and I, when my brother is younger, we got, I think I must have been like in the, like in the, fourth or fifth grade, and my brother was in the first grade. Um, my my sister got married. My oldest sister got married, and she took us. She she took us to live in in a different neighborhood where we were raised, and and it was a different school. There was that school had a lot of white people, and we were not very well welcomed in there. At that school. Mm -hmm. So when you went to that school, that's when you started uh, feeling the racism. Yes. And so were you feeling the racism just from the white people, or were you feeling the racism from all the other cultures also? No, just, just from the white people. But what I think would change El Paso, Texas, was the base... This, the military base that was there, mm -hmm. they started extending and being right around after World War Two. Yeah, a lot of the the base started getting bigger and bigger. It's a training base for base Texas started getting bigger and bigger, and then the, you started seeing the different cultures and the different um, people coming into into our city mm -hmm. 
And that's when you started interacting more with the yes. military people, but yes. not the yes. white people. Yes. Did you get into a lot of fights when you were in no. high school, no. middle school? No. no. No confrontations? I stayed in a high school that it was only, there were a few, very few white people, but they were the poor white people. And then <clears throat> my school was, was mostly just more Mexicans, um, a few black, and, and the few whites that were on our, our school were like, again, blue-collar workers. Were the teach How were the teachers at, at that time? Did they care? Did they want to educate people? Did they not, since you guys were just Mexican or blacks, did they, they didn't care about educating you guys? Or no, how did were, that work? They, they, were, they, were, they were a few, few Teachers that care about their students, mm -hmm. you know, it didn't matter what color they were, they they, they wanted to teach those people, those kids. Yeah. But um, I, that's the only time when I was in school that I felt discriminated. When Out in El Paso, Texas. Yeah. Because we always stayed in our own area. We never went out. Mm -hmm. in, in our neighborhood, there was nobody that, were, that had more than, than us. Mm -hmm. We all were the same because we were all... Everybody in, in, the, in the neighborhood were all blue-colored people. Yeah. You know, they were... You know that the, the, there had to be two two people working, you know, to support the family. And unfortunately, we didn't have a father, so my mother had to work, had to, to have two jobs to support us. And she was very much into education. Mm -hmm. We were. They wanted us to to have some kind of schooling. Yeah. And my oldest brother, you know, he he became a you know he he, he became a general manager for a big store company, you know, like a grocery store. Mm -hmm. um, my sister. My sister got married very young. She became a mother, a housewife. And I... Was her husband well off? Were there what? Was her husband rich? No. No? No. He was a... He was a plumber. And, and, and he... <clears throat> he got his straight when he was in... In the military, mm -hmm. he was a he was a marine, and he was uh, he served his room during the Korean War. 
Yeah. But um, my my mother wanted me to do IB and key punch because that was new at that time. Yeah. And I, that's when I when I finished. I came to California and I found a job, but that's not what I wanted to do. So I went while I was working in in a. Did you graduated high school in El Paso? Yes. And then you came out to California? Yes. And you didn't want to do the key punch. No. <laughs> and I got a job in that, but I worked just until I would graduate from cosmetology school. Uh, and then I got my license as a cosmetology, and, and I worked in there until I got married. Did you have any other uh, family members here, like your siblings? I had a sister. My sister, they got married. They moved to, when, when my brother-in-law finished his, his military um, service, service um, he, was, he had been stationed in El Toro Base, and then mm -hmm. they, they stayed in Whittier, California. When I came to California, I, I moved in with them. I got a job in Whittier. I got married, and my kids were born. All were born in Whittier. When you guys were dating, what was the scene like? Was there a lot of racism? Was there... I, I, I never, never paid attention to it? No. Do you ever go out, out like on the night, go like to bars, at clubs? I went to, used to clubs <laughs> in, in California, up in, in Los Angeles because I was living in, in Whittier and there was nothing in Whittier. The, the lights started blinking. <laughs> the signal lights started blinking. <laughs> At nine o'clock, there was nothing in Whittier. It was a dead town. It was a. Uh, the only place to go to was in LA. Yeah, you would have to. You would definitely have to go to LA. Mm -hmm. And the places that we would go were more of the um, tropical music and. and and all that to the the tropical music and the Spanish music and but and that's where I met my husband. Mm -hmm. And so you met your husband in a in a nightclub. In a nightclub. <laughs> yeah. And so after you met him, how long after that did you marry him? Year. One year. Uh, and so you guys moved in in Woodier, and you guys lived there raising your kids. Yes. Now, soon after your cosmetol or your being a hairstylist, right? Yes. How long after you started having kids did you stop doing that? Um, <clears throat> I think. I only worked like three more years, and then my husband, it was hard for him to take care of the, the, the kids that were little because I had to work on 
on Saturdays and sometimes on Sundays. Yeah. Because that's when you, you make the most, the most of money. money. Yeah. In that type of job, and so, and 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 he didn't like staying home with the kids. Yeah, he didn't like staying home. With the kids. Yeah. And so you got a job driving around school buses. I got a job when my second child started going to school. And my husband said, now you can, you know, if you want to go to work, you can go to work. Because I was, by that time I started, I went back to school and I took, I was taking it <clears throat> at Rio Honda College. I was, I was taking child development um, classes. Mm -hmm. And how'd you like that school? I I like I like Rio Hondo. I liked it. I liked it. I mean, the classes were interesting. My 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 professor there, I really enjoyed um, being there. But then our we had um, one of our instructors that she. She would take us into like field trips into different schools of the were children, mm -hmm. and and then she started taking us to special need schools for children with special needs. Yeah, and and then they uh, that. That um, instructor, she told us, why don't you, she told me, why don't you try to get a job where you can be with your kids in the morning and you can work and you don't have to work on weekends and you'll be home. When you when your kids get home, you then you would get home too. So I said, you know what? Which what is that job? <laughs> and, and she told me it's a school bus driver. And she she told me she advised me where to go and get trained to be a school bus driver. And I I I got my. My certification as a school bus driver. So you were you were getting trained at Rio Hondo to be certi certified with uh, special needs kids. Yes. And you liked that. I liked it. I liked being working with. I love working with the special needs children. Yeah. And um, in fact, when when I started driving a school bus, I. I started working with a company, and and we only transport special need children. And then, <clears throat> and then I was told that 
the school district was hiring, and of course that meant more money. Mm-hmm. So I went to work for the I. There was an opening at the school district, and I started working with Whittier Union High School District. When you started working there, was there a lot of racism around? No. No? No. It was kind of diverse. Yeah. It, it, it was, it was, it was, I never felt. Held back. You never felt looked down. No. It was California was a lot different from Cali- from absolutely. Texas. Absolutely, and that's why I fell in love with California because it was such a liberal state, and and I always felt that California looked after everybody, not only the rich, not only, not only the middle class, or the middle class, or the blacks, or the Mexicans, or the Asian. Everybody was welcome to California. Yeah. And I felt very comfortable. And I I adopted California as my home state. <laughs> now, growing up and raising your kids out here, how do you think you... Uh, were you really hard on your kids? Were you let them do everything they wanted to do? How, how were your kids raised? My kids were raised to respect their home to help the parents you know we we were we were a little bit strict with their kids Mm -hmm. but mostly we taught them that if you if you respect other people respect other people like you want to be respected. Yeah. And and we we really encourage our kids to go to school to and, and my kids work. My kids started working since they were um sixteen. Like they were in school, they were teenagers and they were in school. They were in high school. Like, I think they were like 15 and a half or something when they started. And the, all three of my my kids started working early. Early. Um, they got their, their car and they paid for their own insurance. Why did you make them do that? So they can learn responsibilities. Yeah. So you raised them to <clears throat> to learn responsibility, but you weren't too strict with them. No, no, they were not. They they were allowed to because I work in the in 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 the schools. My kids were allowed to go to the school dances. They were allowed to go to the football games. They mm-hmm. were allowed. Because I, I always kept an eye on them. I, you know, I worked in the school's uh, system, so I, I, I knew, you know, what my kids were doing most of the time. Yeah. And Whittier was a, a small town. 
and that's where my kids grew up. There was a lot of Mexican gangs there. Not, 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 not at for, that time. Not where we live. No. No. The the we lived in Uptown Whittier. Mm. My kids grew up in Uptown Whittier, and there were no gangs in there. There were no. Um, the school was was all the elementary schools, the junior high school. And I, like I said, I think that my kids never went through any of those gang things or nothing because I work in the school district. <laughs> you watch them all the time. I, all the, all the teachers, all the counselors—they all knew me, and they all would. So your kids try to ditch school, and you would find out. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. They would always. I would always find out that because they would call me and they would let me know if the kids were were ditching school. Mm. And, and I knew a lot of people in the, in the school district. Um, most of the, even the kids, they knew who I was. I, I mean, I worked in there for 36 years. Long time. Yes. And even your daughter worked in the same company. My daughter, we moved out of Whittier and we went to live in another town in... Um, in Fontana. In Fontana. And my daughter was, was going to Fontana High School. That's my youngest daughter because my, my other two kids had already graduated from Whittier High School. But my youngest daughter, we took her to live in Fontana <clears throat> because it was hard finding a bigger home that we could afford. Yeah. And in Fontana, because they were opening so much, you know, um, there was so much space over there that the houses were less expensive and we could afford a nice big house. Mm -hmm. So that's why we moved there and they... Quite a bit difference though from Whittier to a truck stop. It, it was, it was not... In the, in the section that, that we lived, it was a truck, it was, <laughs> it was not a truck stop, it was just a gated community where uh -huh. we lived. And there, in that part of, that's where we, that we felt the races. Really? Yes. In that area? Yes. Because when you guys moved in, it was mostly white people in that community. In that community, yes. And as, as we started, the more Hispanics started moving from, from the west side of, 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 the, of the, the San Bernardino County, mm -hmm. more people from that. L.A. County started moving more to the east. Yeah. And that's where we 
that's where we felt. That's where we felt. The racism. The racism. Yeah. yeah. Because then, in in that block that we lived, we were the first Hispanic moving in there, and then they started moving out. Yeah. Well, that's a good thing then. Yes, but we like where we live. Mm-hmm. You know, we have very good. A lot of fond memories there. Yes, my kids. You know, my kids got married in, in that in that house. My, I mean, now it's an empty nest. <laughs> <laughs> With all the little chickens gone. Um, even your grandkids are getting even big. Even my grandkids are getting huge. And my babies, the ones, my babies that that were born and raised in that house you know, until they move out of town too. But they live there with us. We used to take care of them while their parents work, and and now they're five hours away from us. And that was something that you didn't have when you were younger, a lot of family around to, to help you out when you were too young. We had a lot of family. My mom had a lot of sisters, but they all... All the adults worked, so it was only us kids that we would look out. All the cousins, we would look out for each other. Mm -hmm. And we all grew up in the same neighborhood. Um, we were we were a lot of cousins. Yeah. Mostly, it was females. In in. And, and the females would stay more at home than the male cousins, you know. But my family was very close. Yeah. And we all grew up. Still to this day? No, because everybody moved out, moved to different states. They went, you know, a lot of them went into the military. And when they finished the military, they stayed that state that they were in. Yeah. Mm. So we don't, you know, we, we, I think we only see each other on special occasions now. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> For us, it was only my sister and I living here in California. And then, and then mm, after I had moved here to California, my mom came to and brought my, my brother, my, my youngest brother, and my brother went to school here in California. He... He joined the military. He went, my brother finished his bachelor degree at Cal State Fullerton, and my brother went into medicine. Mm -hmm became a doctor and then when he went into the military. He was already a doctor before he went into the military. 
No. Oh. He went into the military. He had a bachelor's degree, and he had a master's in biochemistry. And then he joined the army, so the army could pay for his school. Yeah. For his medical school. Yeah. And then the military paid for his medical school, and he paid. He had to be in the military for six or seven years. And when he finished that, paying the military that time, then he went and opened his private practice. Yeah. And he moved to Clovis. Yeah. And he, and, and he still lives in Clovis, um, California. And, but, yeah, we, my sister lived in Whittier. She passed away when she was 55, I think. And, and all her girls, all her kids live in Whittier. Mm -hmm. They never moved out. Nobody moved out of Whittier. Still there. Yeah. But it was, it was, it was, it was hard for us to, when, when we, we ended up alone an empty nest was very hard for us. Not used to having all those kids at the house. And not just your kids and not just your grandkids, but you had the neighborhood kids at your house. Yes. Yes. All, when my kids were growing up, there were always kids in my house that my kids would bring yeah. to the house. It's always been, we always had kids. Now, you know, we are all focusing. We are alone now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you guys travel around. You guys go up and see your grandkids a lot. Uh, we come and in, 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 in see our grandkids. Mm. But because of the pandemic, we had not come this way. To see our grandkids that they live in Celia, we had not come to see them because of the pandemic, and and it's almost we had not been here almost close to a year. And you guys haven't you haven't dealt with anything like like this before? No, never, never, never. It's craziness. This pandemic. This craziness. Yes. Yes. It, it's we <clears throat> the last time that we went out was on that you know, that we we went to the place that we enjoyed being. It was in New Year's Eve 2019 into 2020. Then we went to El Paso for my brother's funeral. And we came back and, and, and it was on um, February the, four, the no, 
February the 16th was our, our wedding anniversary, and we, we went out to eat, and that's the last time we went out mm-hmm. because... They shut everything down a in month March, later. In March, everything was closed, and, and, and that was the year that we were hoping that we could start traveling and we could start going to the places that we wanted to go because we we were alone yeah. and, and we didn't have responsibilities of nothing so but this pandemic really um, locked us up and unfortunately you know we lost quite a few of our loved ones in of our, on my side of the family and on my husband's side of the family. Yeah. So, and because we are old, you know, we you, wanted to keep laptop and be safe. You don't want to catch anything. No. Yeah. No. So. Does it give you a grim a grim look on like forecasting the future? Or do you still have hope that we're going to get kind of back to normal and then... With so many things... going on in the world because of... you know, even the weather is changing. You're talking about not just the pandemic, but you're talking about the crazy weather that's happening yes, and then yes, all these and, violent protests. And, and, and all this, I feel that people are just too, too, too much into not, not trying to get along. Nobody's trying to get along anymore. Everybody is is angry. Everybody is, and then the weather, the, the with this climate change, and you see all this, you hear all this news with the, the weather is changing. Of course, you know things are not going to stay the same forever, but it scares me that my grandkids, especially the younger ones, they, they're going to deal with different things. Um, maybe stronger than things that, that we, we deal when we were young. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel but maybe that's the same way that maybe my parents felt that we were going to go and deal with with things because, you know, I grew up right after the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. Now these kids are dealing after the all this rioting and all this pandemic and so, you know, Maybe, maybe it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if it's the same thing that my, my mother 
worried about our lives when we were getting getting older. Yeah. Now I worry about my grandkids, you know, dealing with all these things that are so new. I don't know. Being locked up like that, you know, it causes kind of some kind of uh, social distance, but uh, it causes some kind of social ac- awkwardness. Yes. You know, not learning how to deal with the public uh, or a person face to face, but just over the the phone or the internet or something. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that. I mean, um, I think that because I was such. I always worked with with people. I always worked with people when I was when I was doing hair. When I was when I went into school district and I was a school bus driver. I mean, I always worked with kids. Thirty six years I worked with kids, and I felt like I was there. Their protector, those. I always tried to protect all those kids that I knew. In 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 this, they were my 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 passengers. Okay. I I had a duty to to look after them. And 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 I think and then I worked with with school teachers and I worked with counselors and I worked with. So, you know, it was it was. I I felt that I had I was exposed to all these people and all of a sudden you find yourself not not even being in touch with your next door neighbors. No. Because you could you know, we couldn't go and talk with them. We could, you know, see each other across the street, but we you know, we weren't we we were not allowed to Interact. Interact with them. Have them over to our house, and you know, and 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 have family reunions or or neighbor reunions. So, so even, even your kids. Even my kids stopped going to my house. Yeah. So. Um. And and you know all that affected us, and and I'm sure. It affected the the kids too. They they you know they're gonna have these memories. The kids are gonna have these memories of, of what just happened. Of being locked up and yes, yes. especially the the ones that are in school. You know, I mean, my grandkids were almost a, almost a year. You know, they didn't see any of the. Our friends. Friends and the school. Um, um, school part, you know, kids from school or anything. So, I mean, I think it's been really hard for them. And, and I just, I just hope that all this thing is is gone, and it's only. That it has been taken care of and and it's gone and, and and the rest of the humanity doesn't have to go over this, but 
you know, I don't know what the future has for us. You still have hope? I have hope. I have hope that um, this new generation that is, is, is coming, they would, you know, stop being so selfish and start thinking more about, about humanity. Are you talking about like the commu community as a whole? Yes. Come together yes. with your neighbors yes. to make yes. sure that everybody's okay? Yes, that, you know, that even, even in the 60s when there was so much um, stuff going on because of the, of the war, the Vietnam War and all that, and there was a lot of people that didn't agree for, for our, our involvement involvement in, in Vietnam. Mm -hmm. Even 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 with all that, all those protests, you know, you know, I felt it was not as bad as now. Now they wanna. Um, solve things by pointing guns, um, getting violent. Not, not especially with guns, but just being violent. No. Yeah. I mean, I don't want that for. I don't want my my grandkids to grow up like that. Yeah. I want I want them to have respect for. To have human kindness in them—that's what I want for, for for the future generations to to be more kind to each other. So that would be awesome. Yeah. Maybe they can learn <clears throat> once they get back to kind of a normal schedule. They can learn how to deal with each other on a better, maybe better scale. Maybe this new generation would learn from our mistakes. Because we made a lot of mistakes. And maybe they'll learn from our mistakes. Did you learn from your parents' mistakes? Yes, I learned from them. I, I tried not to make the mistakes that they made and, and, and be a more... Your dad left when he was really young, or when you were really young. Yes, I was, my, my youngest brother was not even born yet when, when my, my dad left us. And but you've been married for how long? I'm going on 50 years married now. 50 years marriage. Yes. That's a long time. Yes. That's a good example you're sitting on your, even your grandkids. Yes, 50 years. It's a long time. How does it feel to say that? feels proud that I, I can still be with the same man and put up with him for 50 years. <laughs> Do you but, feel like a relief, like you guys have been through a lot and you guys have, yes. it feels good to say, even though we've gone through all this, we're still together? Yes, yes. 
And now, whatever we have made together, my husband and I, it's not for us. It's, it's not for us. Whatever we we do now is not for us. It's not for your kids. It's, it's for your grandkids. It's for my grandkids. Yeah. Um, my husband always says, you never seen a hearse, a behind a hearse, a, how does he say a U-Haul truck taking all your stuff <laughs> <laughs> or uh, he, he always says that we're not going to take anything when we're gone when unless you're like a cartel member and then you get a, a apartment built over your grave <laughs> <laughs> no but you're right you know when you when you do pass away that's it it's just you yes and the, and, and you know if, if, our, if our grandkids need it, and if we can give them to them, why, why not? Why not? Why? You have already lived your life. You have already um, had what you, you know, you got your accomplishments already. Yeah. So, so now, Make it come true for 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 other for your grandkids to to reach their accomplishments. That's how I think. So. That's a pretty good way of thinking. Um, very selfless. Yes, yes, and I am very, very, very fortunate that my husband thinks the same way. I think because we come from different backgrounds, but but both of our families were limited to to what they had. Um, you know, he comes from a a, a a family where they had a father and a mother. You know, I didn't. I only had my mother and and. And she was the one that would look after us kids, and she had to provide for us. But I mean, I I don't think I I I always think about my kids. Now I'm thinking I already gave my kids. Now. You know, I have um, lived longer to see my kids have their kids. And if I can help them, I mean, why not? Why not help them? No. Help, help the, the little ones. That's pretty good. Okay, so thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it. I enjoyed your stories. <laughs> I really did. And uh, hopefully we can do this again. You can tell me some more stories about different stuff. Okay. Well, that's it for now. 
I want to be clear on something. No one person grows up the same. Everyone has their own opinion and how they come up with it. That's why I started this, so that I can understand you and your guide to your path. If we all have different strengths, then maybe, just maybe, we can learn from each other.